Welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. This podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences, ideas, and happenings in the world of business, featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey. Introducing your host, award-winning entrepreneur and Prince's Trust business mentor, Jay Dillon. Jay Nelson, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So welcome to the podcast. So for my listeners and viewers, now if you don't know Johnny, don't know where you've been. He's all over Sky Sports. But he is a world European and British cruiserweight champion, the longest reigning champion um, held from 1999 to 2005. Um, holds a joint record of most consecutive cruiserweight title defences, Sky Sports presenter, where he interviews the best of best in boxing, published author with the book in 2010, Hard Road to Glory. Lots of charity work, lots of giving back. Um, yeah, what an honour to have Johnny Nelson on the podcast. You know what? I forgot. I forgot all about all of that stuff. But uh, <laughs> pleasure, pleasure. No, nah, it's all good. It's all good because interest because. Johnny, you know, Derby, you know, I'm from Derby and Johnny, 21 years ago, Storm Arena, I can remember playing five-side football there. Um, you know, you beat Carl Thompson to get the world championship. Um, and also, I think I was at your last ever fight. Last ever fight. Yeah, because you came out of retirement two years ago, uh, boxing with the stars in London. <laughs> your, your exhibition match, you, you got ready. You're looking good, by the way. I mean, you're looking... <laughs> You were super fit. I know you just knocked it back. But I don't know, have, you, have you been back in the ring since then? Yeah, yeah, I train every day. I train, well, say five days a week. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that, well, that was... I heavy, heavy sparring because them young boys have just got a little bit too much on me. So uh, yeah. I train as often as possible. Yeah, and that good stuff. So, you know, it was nice to meet you there, but we shared a picture and it was great to see you actually in the ring fighting competitively. And that was a bit of charitable stuff. That was good. But look, Johnny, you know, for my listeners... Um, I want to go back. I want to go back because your story is amazing, man. I was just reading. Obviously, I'm just slightly younger than you, 10 years younger than you, roughly. Um, but I've seen the rise and followed your journey. Um, but take me back. Johnny, what were you like growing up? Uh, you know what? I was like, I probably like most young kids uh, that like probably look at people off television and think, wow, he's different and think it'd never be us. That was me. I was a shy Young kid, I used to mistake nerves for fear. So I used to think I was scared of everything, but I was just a nervous kid. Um, I, I I wasn't, I couldn't fight. I could cause trouble, but I couldn't back it up. Um, I, uh, I, 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 I just, I was just an average kid. I was an average kid. I didn't, I didn't want to box. I just went to the gym to make friends. That was the only reason why I went to the gym. Wow. And uh, at school, what were you like at school? Were you a good student or were you mischievous? Uh, I was a lovable rogue, so uh, yeah. so uh, my I went to school for fun, and and that was it. My mum used to say to me in the morning, "Do you want to go to school on today?" If I didn't go to bed, I'm like, "Nah, I'd stay at home." But I I always went to school because uh, my mum was sent to school nice and tidy, clean and tidy, and then I, uh, I I like going to school because that's where my friends were. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, obviously, you know, your parents working class background. You know, your dad worked in steel, and, and your mum was 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 a nurse. And Indians, when we came, over similar. You know, you just show up at school, um, and you just just go in day and day. And it was fun back in the days. Obviously, you have the, you issued with some schools, but generally, it was, it was a thing. So, you know, you got into boxing, obviously, just to, to to make friends and do stuff. But you lost your first ten amateur fights. 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've sparred in the ring, but just play, you know, not serious. So I know how tough it is, but to lose 10, but then still have the mindset to go again. I mean, what kept me, what kept me going? Well, the, the, the downside of being uh, going to the gym was I had to fight. So remember, I only went to the gym to make friends. And so that's where all my mates were. The downside was having to box. Yeah. So, so whenever, when we were amateurs, when we go to a show, I'd hope my opponent didn't turn up. And then I'd say about oh, all these things I was going to do. <laughs> but, you know, it turned up 13 times. So, um, so when I lost, I wasn't really bothered when I, if I won or lost because I wasn't a boxer. Um, I was just going through the motions. All my mates did. Uh, but the thing is, I was that bad. I was a butt of our jokes. You know, they wouldn't tell me I'm rubbish behind my back. They'd say, you are rubbish to your face. Um, I, um, and I just didn't apply myself because it wasn't what I wanted to do. I think some people are born uh, knowing their path in life from the second they're born. Um, um, and, and they've got that. They've got it. They've just got it in the DNA. Some people fall upon their path in life. Some people, uh, it's forced upon them. And I think mine was forced upon me without even realising it because the journey, looking back on it now, I think, wow, when I look at my own story, I think, well, how did you stick that out? I understand now, but at the time, um, there was a drive, there was a, there was a want, there was a desire, and I could never understand what it was. And it wasn't to win. It wasn't to be world champion. It wasn't to be... Um, uh, the best, but it was it was it was to not give up, uh, and that was it. It was like, uh, and so I, even though, and I mean, it's not ego, it's not pride. Even though I didn't, I wasn't bothered about being a boxer. Even though winning or losing didn't make a world of difference to me, I just I there was something inherently in, deep down inside told me that if I was a quitter, uh, I would quit in everything in life. So I had to be, create a habit. Yeah. Uh, so I was preparing myself for for life, not for boxing. It was it was preparing myself for a habit of, of, of making sure quitting was not a habit. Quitting was not in my DNA. You can be a fighter in a ring, and some fighters, when you hit them, they'll, they'll, they'll jump on the floor and pretend they're hurt. And what happens is they'll do that to get to the easy way out. But the time when they really want it, they'll get hit and they don't want to go down. But instinctively, because it's habit, they'll go down. Yeah. So so you've got to you've got to. You've got, to, you've got to create habits, but create good habits. I don't know why that was in my DNA. That was my, my path. Um, when I was 13 years old, my brother became Muslim. And um, he, was, he was trying to convert me into Islam. And I knew I, I, I wasn't going to happen. I just didn't have the discipline or anything. But he'd tell me one or two things. And, and so this is a little example of giving yourself a little test. He was talking about the eating the pork. I used to love bacon. I loved it. I loved the smell and everything. Yeah. But he said to me, we all need a discipline in life. And if we can, if we have one discipline in life, we are setting the stall out for, for every other thing or discipline we want to attach ourselves to. So, 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 so you've got to have something that you think, I can do all that. So once you've got one, you can do it 10, 15, 20 times down the line. So he said, so you need one discipline. I didn't smoke, I didn't drink. I was only 13. I thought, I stopped eating pork. And, but I loved it. <laughs> and that was the only reason. And, uh, and I stopped eating pork. I'd be in place, I could smell it. I'm like, man, and when you're hungry, it's an easy thing to eat. 
And it was something, a habit that I'd created from the age of 13 to the point where naturally uh, I had an intolerance for it. But I was like 20 years old. I knew I couldn't eat. I'd, I'd eat. I ate it by mistake. I was sick all over the place. But now and again, when I've been hung up, like, never, never. And, and so once I'd, I'd created that discipline, a habit, a good habit, I could put it to anything. And I then knew that I could set my mind to anything and stick to it because I proved it to myself with something so small. And I know it sounds really simple, and, and, but it's, a, it's such an easy exercise to, to a habit, an easy habit to pick up. If you do it with one thing and you know you can do it, you can do it with so many other things. But if you, that one thing, if you keep falling down at one thing, whatever you else you try and do, you'll always have that default. 100%. A habit's of everything. That's why business, uh, boxing, and people ask me when I built my business to 500 staff, how do you do it? And it wasn't any kind of, yes, yeah, skill does come into it, but generally it's a habit of making them calls, meeting them clients, day in, day out, going there. But people don't understand it's the daily small things, like you said, that you do day in, day out, rather than these big, massive things. Everybody wants to be a heavyweight champion in the world, right? But who wants to get up in the morning and run at four in the morning? Not many people, right? That's right. And, and, and plus, it's not just about that. You know, being a heavyweight champion in the world is, there's a responsibility to it. So we think it's one mountain to climb. There's 50 yeah. mountains to climb. Because it's not just about training hard, listening, and making sure you do the right thing when you're in the ring. It's a responsibility of being champion and staying yeah. champion. The responsibility of, of having the discipline to do the same things when you're broke, when you had nothing, to, when you, what, what drove you to go, but stupid the fucking morning. That's the responsibility of a champion to stay champion. And, and, and so these are habits that you pick up along the way to, to make sure when you get to where you think you want to be, you stay there. Uh, we all can pick, have a drive uh, or, or an ambition. This is what I want to do. This is what I intend on doing. We can all have that. But um, uh, 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 it's a case of making sure when we get there, can we keep it? You know, the, the drive. I can remember back when Google was boxing for the world title. And then he's come through his career. Every time he fought, before he won the world title, he said, I want to thank Mr. Eastwood. I really thank him for his help, blah, 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 blah. I just want to get that world title shot. And he always had the same mantra, the same speech, and had the same drive. When he won it, I was there when he won it. And Brendan said, he'll have it for about two more defences, then I'll lose it. And I said, why, Brendan? He said, because listen to how he spoke. His speech changed. He said, his... his, his um, he was like, I've done it, I've done it, I've got there. His thirst was quenched. The problem is, once your thirst is quenched, yeah. then you will not, need to find a new motivation to make you carry on and stay there. And it's the hardest thing. So it's actually harder staying the best, staying yeah. on top, staying the champion once you get there. Everybody thinks because they're not there, that's the heart, that's the mountain. That isn't the mountain. The real battle starts when you're there. That's right. so, so I knew for years, remember, I had 13 amateur fights, I only won three. I lost my first three professional fights. I won and lost, won and lost, won and lost. I became British champion. It wasn't, that wasn't my goal. So therefore, my belly wasn't full, I wasn't complacent. I became European champion. That wasn't my goal. So therefore, my belly wasn't full, I wasn't complacent. I did it again 10 years later. Did it again 10 years later. So, so I still was boxing and still was developing and getting better. Eventually, when I won the world title, that wasn't my goal. That didn't quench my thirst, so I wanted more. So that's why I managed to defend it 13 times, because my goals were not of those of, of, of most young men. Or my goals were not 
are those of the naked eye. I just want to be world champion. My goals were way past that. I can remember winning it. I didn't think, yes, this is it. I, I actually thought he's done it. And, and so when I do talks to, to youngsters, when I uh, do motivational talks to athletes and talk to businesses, <clears throat> I, um, I make it quite clear. You know, you've got to understand that you've got to think about what you want. And when you want it, you want to understand certain experiences. You need good and bad experiences to get wisdom. Yeah. With wisdom, you can stay on top for as long as you want. Without wisdom, if I give you 50 million, you'd get rid of it faster, get through it faster than if you weren't 50 million. You understand? Because you yeah. know how to get it. But if I give it, you like, here, I have that, here, you have that, you have that. So you need to appreciate and understand why you're where, where, why you are where you are. And uh, you need to understand what your ultimate goals are, why you want to do it. If you chase money, Nine times out of ten, you'll probably not get it. If you chase success, you'll get success and money. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, you got touching on on the mindset of of you know the upbringing. Like you know, it's what lens you look at because obviously my upbringing and probably your upbringing is is different to my children's and your children's. But rather than seeing that as a negative, I think my upbringing was a positive because it made us what we are today. It gave us the strength mm. because it's the challenges that make us stronger, right, Johnny? Not the success. Yes, yeah. And also, if, if, if we don't benefit from our upbringing, our kids do. Because, because we, we, we remember how our parents were and what effect they had on us. And if it was good or bad, we make sure we either do or don't do what our parents did with us. Yeah. And so my father, my stepfather, he, he used to gamble a lot. You know, we always down the, down the bucket. You know, so if I see that every day, yeah. I'm liable to think, that's what I do. If I see my parents sat down reading a book uh, or doing something academic, I'd have been that way. Um, uh, but but I also could have been like my dad. I was in the bus, bus looking at the red horses, you know, doing a bingo. I wasn't. Uh, fortunately, my mom had the discipline with us to make sure we went to a, a decent school, make sure we, we stayed respectful and did the right thing. But what I'm saying is we inspire, we, we subtly persuade and influence people around us by our natural acts and so sometimes without thinking about it uh you, our acts can be so profound so so we we then learn with our kids right i remember when i was a kid i used to say this so i'll make sure that was a good thing or a bad thing i'll make sure my kid sees that and that's so 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 down the down the generations we all learn yeah, exactly and that's why you know i do this and you do your stuff for charity as well it's basic sometimes you know, parents can't be the role models. So mentors step in, you know, Brendan Inger, which we're going to talk about towards the end of the podcast. But, you know, having role models is so important because even though, you know, sometimes our parents didn't do the right thing, we were able to see other role models, right? Doing good things yeah. and follow their steps and learn from yeah. them because unfortunately no one teaches you how to parent, you know? That's right. There's, 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 no, there's no handbook to being a good parent. Uh, there's no... Um, is you know, what we do is it's about common sense so so fortunately again my, my line is we all need a brendan and the reason why i say that is because i know how influential and how how brendan marked my life and so i i think we you know if, if he can change make somebody like me a lump of coal into a lump of gold as far as i'm concerned can imagine what you do with people that have got natural talent that have got a better start than i had so you need somebody we need a mentor that um, that has the foresight and understanding and selflessness 
to to help you, and the only person that benefits from it is you. Yeah. Um, uh, in in many walks and different atmosphere, many different parts of your life. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know the boxing things. I just want to just touch on, on. You mentioned in in the book about um, when you went into the the ring. Twice you didn't go and do your you had the opportunity of the world fight, and twice you pulled out. But then you went for the third third time, and obviously you know you did it. How you know? Have you got any tips on how you got yourself back on that horse? Is there anything you can share? Was any yeah. So, so what we do is when we when we and we start off with habits, and and this is why I know at the time I didn't realize, but now looking back on it, I realized what I was doing, yeah, uh, and what what I was being groomed to do by a Brendan. And so, it's if you create good habits, then good habits, you know, will will affect every aspect of your life. If you create bad habits, and vice versa. Um. From winning the world title, I then understood that I had been through enough experiences to have enough wisdom to have no reason to look for to lose a fight. So whereas before, when I tried the first time, I thought, I'm hustling here, I don't deserve to be here. That was that was my that was my excuse, even though I had the ability to to, to win. The second fight, I was never over the first fight, and still I thought I was on a hustle. Um, I thought I was getting exposed and and that was it. Then after that, the best thing that happened now is I spent six or seven years on the road as a sparring partner in France and Germany and Italy. Oh. And um, and that's where I had to learn the hard way. Now, it doesn't have to be that hard, but that had to work for me because Brendan always said, you don't have the, 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 the confidence to match your ability. He had more belief in me than, than I did. So... Uh, so I've got to now somehow believe myself, really believe myself, not just words. I had to really believe myself. So then I had to put myself in situations where I didn't want to be. I had to find comfort in in discomfort. And so once I was comfortable in those situations, then I knew I could do anything. I could achieve anything. That was most important. So as a sparring partner, I was way sparring with the best in the world. Um, so therefore, as time went on, I went through all the experience of being there with them, sparring and working with them. Again, uh, another say, great saying of Brennan is, if you knock about with idiots, you've got more chance of being an idiot. If you knock about with success, you've got more chance of being successful. So, for, so, so I was in, in, in gross, I was, I was submerged into, to, into gyms as a sparring partner with the best in the world. I could only benefit from that. And if I didn't benefit from that, I shouldn't have been there in the first place. And it wasn't easy. It yeah. wasn't done so, so here you are, John, this is for you. Here's for you to learn. I had to want it. Uh, so it wasn't, I wasn't in no plush hotel or plush apartment. I was in a dirty little bedsit. I'd walk across to the, to the gym where there'd be like five, six, seven, eight people. And I know every one of them want to take my head off. I haven't got a friend in the room. So therefore, I've submerged myself, myself in the devil's pit yeah. So I've either got to fight or fly. I've either got to want it or not want it. Now, we can always hustle. We can always pretend. We can always lie. We can always excuse my French bullshit. Yeah. The only place that we can't do the only person we can't do that to is ourselves. Yeah. Because when you get to bed at nighttime and you close your eyes, you know exactly what was bullshit, what was a hustle, what was garbage, what you've lied about, what you, you, you can and can't do. So, so, um, and so you've got to do it for you. You've yeah. got to think, right, this is what I need. Because if everything you do is, is inspired by I want to look good to him, I want to look good so people think X, Y, Z, 
you'll, you'll spend more time trying to impress everybody else than actually succeeding. What you should do is think, right, I want to do this for me. Yeah. You want to be selfish to say, I want to do this for me. And I'm not saying be selfish in how you live your life. What I'm saying is be selfish as in your goals to say, this is what I want to do. So it's like life. And, and boxing is a transferable skill, what happens in boxing. But it's like life. You know, in boxing, if, if my aim is to become a world champion, I'm doing everything possible and I become world champion, I'm going to be distracted by so many things. And life is the same. If you want to be successful in business, you think, that is what I want to do. This is my goal. You're going to be distracted by life, uh, good and bad. And it could come in the shape of family, friends, an accident, death, no money, lots of money, girlfriend, boyfriend. And then what happens is, if your aim is that, and you get distracted by that, yeah. then get distracted by that, then get distracted by that, what happens is, some of us get stuck on the distraction. So we forget our goals. You're like, yeah, yeah. And then we forget our goals. What I'm saying is I'm not saying neglect and ignore all your distractions in life because that is life. What I'm saying is make sure you prioritize your goal. That's my goal. I will deal with that, but that's my goal. Yeah. I will deal with that, but that's my goal. I will deal with that, but that's my goal. Sometimes you, the wolf might be pulled from underneath you and you might be distracted by somebody you thought was very close that, under, that, that got you. It doesn't mean they're being mean. It doesn't mean that they're being negative. It just means they don't understand or see your dream or, or see what you see. Ali once said that when he was boxing George Foreman and all around him were worried um, and stressed and saying, you're going to get killed, you're going to get hurt. I said, don't worry. And, and he said, because I knew well, as we walked, I walked, they walked, and they were worried about every little pothole. Don't do this, Ali. Don't do that, Ali. Don't do this. But as I walked, I could see above and beyond the clouds. They could only see what the little potholes. So I knew what my goal was. I knew what I could achieve because I could see it. They couldn't. So if he'd have listened to them and bought into their fears, their yeah. inhibitions, their, their worries, then his goal would have been like, yeah, and he wouldn't concentrate on that. But his aim was that. So he said, don't worry about that. Don't worry about this. So what I'm saying is, I'm not saying you be rude to people. I'm not saying be disrespectful to people. What I'm saying is, own your shit. Yeah. Own who you are. Own what you can do. And, and be honest with yourself. And if you're honest with yourself, then what happens is, you will achieve so many things and even more. If you try and live somebody else's dreams or fears, it becomes your nightmare. So what you've got to do is think, like, this is my job. You don't have to be disrespectful or rude to people. You never know. Sometimes it's like a parent. In my family, my mum never wanted me to box. Uh, my mum, once she found out, you know, it was pure negative stuff. My dad said, Johnny, you can't fight. You're no good. Now, now they weren't being mean, but I was always a crybaby at home. And they never see what I see. They never, they nev they've never met anybody that's been successful, really successful. Yeah. They see people on TV, so they must be different than us. That they see people driving big flash cars, so they must be different from us because we don't know anybody personally. So just because we don't know something person, anybody personally that's successful, yeah. doesn't mean it's not achievable. It just means we don't know anybody personally. So when you're getting something negative from somebody personal, like your mother, your brother, your sister, your wife, they're not being mean. They're just talking from their perspective. They're talking from what they see. And so you don't have to fall out with them. You either say, you know what? You do you, I'll do me, but let's let's keep these things separate. My dad used to come to the amateur fights with me. And after the amateur fights, 
Brendan, and you said, Johnny, you're rubbish. You shouldn't fight. You're no good. Brendan said to me one day, he said, Johnny, I want to do me a favor. I said, what's that, Brendan? He said, I don't want to bring your dad to the boxing anymore. I said, why not? He said, because it's hard enough you getting the confidence to, to fight and win. But when your dad is, is endorsing it by saying you're no good, it's not doing any good for your confidence. He's not being mean. He just speaks from his perspective. He sees what he sees, sees from through his eyes. So you've got to develop yourself, but you need to try and eliminate negativity around you and, and be positive and think, believe in yourself. Now, this was a very hard thing to do. How can I eliminate my dad? And so what I did was, I just didn't tell him I was fine. And I'd go to a show and box. You know, and, and I felt bad about it when he found out I'd fight. I'm like, well, no, no, I didn't know I got it last minute notice. But what I'm saying is it was for it was for the greater good. Uh, and but they, all these things are transferable skills. So and it's human nature, human habits. Never be surprised by human nature. Um, when we get negativity. We I could tell you a thousand things good about you, and I could tell you one thing wrong. And the one thing you'll focus on is the one thing wrong. And and that's what we do. We we we're we're our own worst enemy. Our worst enemy is this up there. Yeah. You understand? So, so if you tell me, Johnny, you're not going to fight this, that, and the other, that's cool. If I'm a foolish enough to believe into you, remember, I'm the guy that's getting up three o'clock in the morning to go for a jog. Again, seven o'clock in the morning, go to the gym and, and train. Again, three o'clock in the afternoon to go and spar. And I'm putting all this work in five, six days a week. So if I'm so weak enough to let some, like, let you tell me I'm no good and start buying into thinking, well, maybe I'm no good, even though you're not getting up training. And, and three times a day, committing your life to it, dieting and everything. I'm the fool, not you, because I believed in somebody that can't do what I do. Yeah, it's not being disrespectful to you. It's being, I'm being disrespectful to myself for, for believing in that. So everybody's entitled to an opinion. Human beings are very, can be very fickle and they can be very, human nature can be very shallow, can be. And, and, and if you express love or, or hate, you're, it's an emotion. So therefore, if you're indifferent, you can be polite, you can be respectful to people, but you can get on with your business. And when you get on with your business, your drive, people will, will, will might criticize, give you a hard time about your drive, but I'm telling you now, when you get to the top and succeed, those same people will be saying, oh, amazing, this guy did this, yeah. he's done this, that, and the other. I got it. A lot of guys that used to beat me up in the gym daily yeah. and drifted out and left the gym, and years later, come back and see me as world champion. They said, how did you do that, Johnny? You were crap. I said, I just listened. Yeah. But the problem is, they didn't. And they're thinking, and, and what happens is then, they've got to live with the wrong decision they made in life. There's a guy called Peter Brown. He's on my professional record. First professional fight I lost to him. He works on the door. He worked on the door in a club in, in Hull. I was with my friends. We were going out to this, this club in Hull. As we got there, Peter Brown was on the door, head doorman. And um, and uh, this time, I think I'd been European or become world champion. I can't remember what it was. And uh, as we, um, as I, uh, as I got there, out to the door, this Peter said, "Johnny, come in, come out." Well, that's nice one, cool. And uh, and as I got there, uh, he um, uh, just stayed on one second. Let me shoot this. Just hold on one second. I'm just shooting this. Oh, okay, for okay, yeah, it's close. Right. Uh, uh, as I got to the door, Peter Brown, he uh, come in. And he said, tell these boys uh, that I boxed you. I said, yeah, he did. He boxed me. 
and said, and, and what happened? I said, he beat me, he boxed really well, he did really well. He was bigging himself up in front of his boys. And yes, he boxed really well. And he went, anyway, go in, son, go in. It's raining outside. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm polite. Um, um, and as I'm getting inside, we're all sat down. We sat, they put us in a VIP area, give us drinks and everything. And my mate said, why did you do that? I said, why did I do what? He said, why do you let him big himself up on you, man? You know, he's picking himself up with on you, making you making look soft in front of his boys. I said, "How?" He says, "Tell him I be you." I said, "All right then." Look where we are. He said, "Yeah." I said, "It's raining outside." He went, "Yeah." He said, "He stood outside and we're stood in here. If he was that good, why is he not sat here in VIP, world champion, and why am I not stood out there on the door in the rain?" One of his friends is going to say that eventually because he's bigged him up. He's won the argument with his mates. And one of his mates is going to say, if you were that good, why is he in there and you're right here? So that penny's going to drop eventually. Yeah. And he's going to go on one night time and think, shit. You understand? So, so your success says it all. Yeah. You don't have to brag and balls. You don't have to buy a flash car. I don't wear all I want. That's my jewelry. I wear yeah, a watch. Yeah. I don't wear jewelry. I don't have to I feel I have to show anything up or, or be braggadocious and say, yeah, look at me. My success will say all. Oh. And, and that is the best way, the best dish cold that's served, where you're just cool with it. You know, you make people yeah. figure out because the best lesson to learn is learning it yourself. If I said to Pete, yo, you still don't look at you, start arguing with him, I've, given, I've taken his, his attention off what really is going on. You know, so hopefully the lesson that him was, I've got to stick at something. I've got to be consistent and, and persistent. Because if Johnny Nelson could do that and I beat him, you know, and, and that and that hopefully will help the rest of his life. Johnny, you know, listen to that so much information there for people to take away. But it seems to me you're a very good thinker. You're a logical thinker. You think about a situation. You're always um, looking at different scenarios, being the ego. I mean, that is a really good mindset from somebody, like you said, that didn't want to get in the ring in the first place. But it seems like this day and age with social media, you know, someone says something negative and it kills characters. It kills dreams. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, growing up here, I mean, we, we didn't really have mobile phones and we got into mobile phones. We've seen the other side. But now what I want to say to like people listening to podcasts a bit younger than us is, look, you know, you've got to be bigger and stronger if you want to succeed, right? You've got to be able to look at the perspective of what someone's saying, because what people are saying is not always the truth, right? Ego is the biggest, our biggest downfall as human beings. And so because we want to show that I'm not weak, I'm not a pussy. You know, this guy, I'm not all this, that, and the other. And so we, we, we feel as though we've got to show, we've got to brag, we've got to boast, and, and, and we buy into people's negativity. Because yeah. there'll always be negative people. Remember, those negative people are negative for a reason. It could be jealousy, it could be experience, it could be just bad-mindedness, it could be one thing or another. So, so, so that, is, that is, you can't, if you buy into someone else's mindset, then they've got you. Be successful in what you do and be, do it with a smile on your face. Manners and charm and respect cost nothing. Yeah. You know, when, they, when you do that, you know, then people, when you succeed, they'll think, wow, I want to be like him. I am no different from all the kids that I grew up with. In fact, I'm probably worse because I left school with the, the reading ability of a 10-year-old, the handwriting of a 13-year-old. I wasn't academic. I wasn't a smart ass. I wasn't clever academically. I, I, I wasn't naturally gifted as a sportsman. 
So if I can do this and, and, and end up being world champion, retiring uh, as an undefeated champion uh, and make, setting a record of defences and then move on to have a career in media working for, for, Sky, yeah. for Sky Sports uh, Boxing, if I can do that with my humble start, can you imagine what you could do if you apply yourself? Because yeah. I'm quite sure most of your listeners are a lot cleverer than I was. And it's not about luck, because trust me, I had no luck going. I just listened. I learned. I watched. I was, I was, I was mentally maybe stubborn. That when I made a mistake, I think, well, why did that happen? Okay, I'll fix that next time, but. And if I made another mistake, I say, well, why did that happen? Because I fixed that. Well, we'll fix this, but. And so I kept, boom, persistence, boom, persistence. So eventually I fixed all the reasons why things went right. And it's hard because people around you saying, yo, you want to give it up, you know, because you're not doing yourself any favours. If you can mentally conceive a way to succeed, you can achieve it. Yeah. You can always find a way, but it depends on how hard you look and where you look. But there's always a way. Yeah. And I, I, I listen, like I said, boxing to business, there's transferable skills. Uh, hard work, dedication. Even when I started with nothing, and same thing, Johnny, I doubted myself, but you know what? Every day I went there, I turned up. I went to deal with, uh, I can remember one client, um, he didn't want to see me anyway, he, he was an older guy, and uh, I realised he sported Stoke City, and I like football, so I talk about Stoke City, and I made the connection. But I could have easily walked away and said, he didn't want to see me because I'm an Asian lad or whatever, but yeah. you know what? You've got to stick in there. You can't just yeah. take the first thing, you know what I mean? Just like yourself. So I love them stories that you're saying, yeah. Yeah, it's most important, and that's why, but you've got to be honest with yourself, you know, and we're not all going to be, and trust me, you don't have to be a world champion. You just yeah. you, We can all be successful in our own right. Some stories higher than the others. But what I'm saying is, it's about mindset. Uh, and if you, if you buy into negativity, then you're going to be negative. It's about mindset and about what you actually want. And, then, and listen, some, some guys at least, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I left school. I've no idea what I want to do. But if you get into, the, get into good habits, you will fall onto your path. Yeah. But you've got to create good habits. And then, and then your future will find you. I love that. And, and you know, Steve Jobs, obviously he had this famous quote when he says, listen, when you, when you get somewhere, the dots will connect themselves up. You know, mm. so you're looking back at your journey now and connecting these dots up. So sometimes don't worry too much about creating this perfect journey. Just go at it day in, day out. And, you know, something will come out, you can connect it back later. Um, but, but going on to the business side, because boxing is a business, and, you know, what would you say in business was your best decision and some of the, the decisions which you didn't make that didn't go too well? Um, and maybe people coming into the boxing world now, you know, treating like a business. Is there any tips you can share with them so they don't make the same uh, mistakes you see? My best decision, uh, away from boxing, you mean? Yeah, away from boxing, as a business. Uh, my best decision was... Um... Uh, to uh, make sure I again created kept uh, I kept good habits. Um, I stayed positive, stayed away from negativity. That's how you stay positive. Uh, I um, I learned from my experience of the past to give me wisdom for the future. Um, and so, and you've got to always be checking yourself and be honest with yourself. And doing that way, uh, don't give yourself excuses, which naturally, as humans, we do. Give ourselves excuses to fail. Yeah. So when you give yourself excuses, when things aren't right, oh, that wasn't going to happen anyway, my hand's in, or oh, I ain't got a vehicle to get there, or, or it's his fault. We can do everything and anything we want to, if we want to. 
and it all depends on how much we want it. And if we have that attitude, that mindset, you will achieve anything. And I say to people, I don't have a script yeah. when I go and talk. I have bullet points about what I want to talk about. Why <laughs> yeah, do I have yeah. a script? Yeah. You can always remember the truth. You can't remember a lie. 100%. I talk from experience. So when I, when I look back on experience, I think, well, that worked there. So let me apply that to that. Let me apply that to that. Let me apply that to that. That didn't work there, so I'm not going to put that in that. I'm not going to put that in that. Well, that didn't work, so I need to treat that, or I need to treat this. So, so you can always remember the truth. Yeah. No matter what, and so and and that and that way, you know you own who you are. You know whatever you do, you do it with, with like self belief. I can do this. Our problem here, especially in the UK, is this: we feel uncomfortable with saying how good we are at something, owning our shit. That's what I say, own your shit. Yeah. Uh, and what happens is, when I talk to athletes, I tell them they're special. You're going to understand, everybody can do what you do. So that makes you special. Do you understand? It's simplifying. Yeah. And so when I say that to them, I said, I want you to realize you're special. So once you start to really realize you're special, I'm not like anybody else, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. You do it. If you think you can't do it, well, we won't do it. Oh, you might do it once, but you might not do it a second time. So, so what I'm saying is, it's about mindset. We've got to feel comfortable with, with owning our shit. So, I, I'm very comfortable. If somebody said, uh, asked me about my career, I said, "Well, what I didn't achieve was unbelievable. It was outstanding. I think I was a very good boxer. I'm not being big-headed. Yeah, I'm just speaking fact. You with business? What I'm done? I'm good in business. This is what I can do. You're not being big-headed. You're just being factual." But because we're so scared of actually saying, well, yeah, I can do this. You know, we're not inspiring others that are good at something because we get, we're creating a habit where we, um, we are, we, 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 we're creating a habit where pe we, people can't inspire. Johnny, can't why, why is that? Well, why is that? Because like you said, that's such a big, good point. Why, why do we knock people who own the success and become role models? Why do people go at them? Why is that in the UK? Because, you... because we, we see ourselves we see put in ourselves a side of us that we wish we were, but that we, that we can't, you know? So when we see someone successful straight away, instead of enjoying the success of others, we, we look for, yeah, he's only doing that because of this, that, and the other. Yeah. You need to enjoy the success of others. You look, you need to look at others and think, wow. Now, the only thing you can't get, it's not a crime, it's jealousy and envy. You understand? But, so those two things, you want to look at people and and you think right if he, if he can if he can do it it can be done that's what you want to think yeah not feasting it ah he's lucky why has he got that you want to think if he can do it it means it can be done anybody on TV or whatever we all shit we all pee we all eat we all sleep <laughs> so nobody is superhuman some people might be academically smarter than others and that might get them a little head start but what I'm saying is there's nothing. When it comes to experience, that's the one thing you can't buy, you can't borrow, or you can't pretend to have. So you've got to go through good and bad experiences in life to get wisdom. 100%. 100%. And that's and why... Then, when bad things are happening, it's like, man, why me? I'm done. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Instead of thinking, all right, I learned from that. And when good things are happening, yes, I've done it. We can't get complacent. We think, all right, all right, enjoy it. And have a good time with it, and then move on. We need both of these. 
And so, so we've got to expect bad experiences as well as good experience and embrace good experiences to get wisdom because wisdom puts us where we want to be. Yeah. Wisdom is power. It's really power. I, I want to tell you, I know this, the, the secret to success, but I can't put it in words. I know it's a very thin line between failure yeah. and success, but I can't put it in words. I know what has to be done to get there, but I can't put it in words. I knew that because I used to see people are successful thinking, how do you do that? How have you done that? And then when I got there, I thought, oh, I get it. <laughs> it's so simple, but I can't put it in words. Yeah. You understand? So, so and you know where you were 10 years ago to where you are now. So to where you were 10 years ago to where you are now, I'm thinking, I'm actually successful. I've done well here. How do you do it? Well, I did this, I did that, I did this. But why do you do that? Um, don't really know. But you yeah. know what it took to get there. Yeah. You know what drive you needed to get there. You know what the lessons you needed to learn to get there. And so, and that was the difference. It's a very thin line between success and failure. And the hardest battle actually is when you've got successful to stay successful. Yeah. Because when you're chasing success, you've got to drive, you've got, you've got to find a way, you've got to get up to the top of the hill, you've got to get there somehow. You've got the energy to get there, you've got the hunger. It's when you're there and your belly's full that you can't, then, then you've got to find a new form of motivation to think, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do this. And that's where the battle starts. 100%. And that's just keep evolving. Obviously, you know, you're, me and you doing this now, yeah, well, you know, you're busy, I'm busy, but we still made time to make it happen, right? Because you just yeah. want to elevate more and more people. And the more we elevate, it's reciprocal. Com yeah, so, so there's two ways you can do it. You can succeed and not want anybody else to succeed. Yeah. And not do something like this. Yeah. Or you can succeed and encourage others to succeed. Success breeds success. That's right. And that way, you never know. So, so, so I've got... And then human nature will never be surprised by it. So I've got a daughter, I've got three daughters. And with my three daughters, I, uh, I, I'd I do anything for them. Yeah. And I'd want everybody, and I'd want other people to do anything for them. And if I see somebody else's daughter or child, I would, if, if they were in dire straits, I would help them. If they were walking in the rain, they had to get down the road. I'm not encouraging this, but this is an example. Yeah, yeah, of course. They're jumping, get a lift. I know no, not everybody else would do that, but I know if I've done the right thing, I can't, I, I, I can't expect, if I don't do the right thing, I can't expect others to do it if I'm not willing to do it. Yeah. You understand? So you've got to do the right thing. Even though you know others won't do it, you've got to know you've done it. So therefore, you know what? Well, I'm honorable. I've done the right thing here. And I've not done it for pats on the back. I've done the right thing there because I can't expect others to treat mine in a certain way, if I'm not expecting, and I'm not going to treat others that way, and so, so these little tests for yourself, there's little, there's little, there's little uh, lines, posts you need to set for yourself. There's little disciplines you need to set for yourself, so we're forever learning. You see people jogging in the morning, got earphones on, and the reason why they've got earphones on is so they can run a little further, and it's not as hard to run. But you're not training the mind; That's you're training true. the body. Yeah. You're only distracting the mind. So what you do is take the earphones off and do the same run. Tell me how fast you do that run. Tell me how easy or hard that run is without the earphones is. And the reason why it's harder, because now all of a sudden our brain is listening to our body. It's yeah. listening to our conscience saying, I'm tired, I want to turn back, I don't want to do this. Because we've got nothing to distract our brain. But our brain 
motivates all of this. So Wonderful. you've got to train that as much as you train this. So once you get into the habit of listening to your body, of listening and being be able to concentrate and focus and look at the things that 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 scares and dissect it and, and take off the layers and understand it and break it down. Once you train that, you'll be unbeatable. You can be 90% physically fit. You might win a fight. You can be 10, you can be 90% mentally on it, strong, fit, and everything. And 10% fit. But because you're mentally there, yeah. to me, that is bit that is stronger than anything. Because we are our biggest critic and our biggest supporter. And it's down to us how we move forward and how we deal with human nature. And training that mind, is it for you just consistently habits, keep doing things? Do you do any meditation or anything like that? Or are you just completely challenging your thoughts all the time? Uh, I, I challenge my thoughts all the time. So if something, I'm uncomfortable with something, not happy with something, there's for a reason for that. So I've got to understand what I'm not happy with, what I'm yeah. uncomfortable with, what's not working for me. And, and, and so if I do it that way, then I, I look at it. So you put yourself in a, a situation where, a scary situation, what we do is we don't look at it. We think, I don't want to deal with that. I can't handle that. Yeah. You've got to deal with it. Face your fears. Make fear your friend. And so then you run with fear. So you look at the things, what's making you uncomfortable and understand it. Why is it making, what is it uncomfortable? What's, what's it doing to me? Making me nervous. Make, why is it doing that? What, what is it I'm scared of? I'm scared of falling, I'm scared of being looking stupid, I'm scared of this. So why would I fall? Why am I wearing big shoes? Why, why am I going to look stupid? Because I don't know something. Well, I learned something. Why am I so break it down. And if yeah. you're breaking it down and breaking it down, eventually, the things that fear you, you think, well, actually, no. And, I've been, and the reason why I can tell you this is because I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. I used to be a nervous kid. I used to mistake nerves for fear. And so, so what I do is, I, I, when the penny finally dropped, I thought, I know what I've got to do. I put myself in scary situation, what situation that made me nervous. So I had to deal with them. And one of the best practices was, there's a, there's a, a, a wood near, near the gym called Woollywood Bottom. And I used to go running at three o'clock in the morning. And I would drive to Winkerbank and get out of the car and run through the wood and through the graveyard. And the first day I'm thinking, shit, I'm scared, man. Why would you do that? But then I've, I've, because I'm preparing to get a fight for a fight, so I want to be mentally, physic, mentally strong than physically strong. So I, now I'm thinking, well, what are you scared of? What's the worst thing that can happen? Why someone could jump out and get me? Then I'm like, Johnny, you're a big six foot three black man, and you're a boxer. So, cause, so can you imagine someone in the woods? And I'm not saying you have to be black or white, man or woman. What I'm saying is, can you imagine someone in the woods waiting to frighten you? And they see you running through the walls and thinking, shit. <laughs> so why should you be scared of them? So, so because it, and it, nine times out of 10, they're probably not going to be someone in the walls. What I'm saying is, yeah. it's our fears, <laughs> mental fears, that, that hold us back. So I, I put myself in a position where I, I made myself comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. So I never got scared. So again, another transferable skill. What I'm saying to you in business, you put yourself in uncomfortable situations where your back's up against the wall, you know, and you think, right, how am I going to get out of this? So once that becomes a habit of getting out of those situations or dealing with those situations, you are not scared of any situation, environment, any meeting, any, 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 any confrontation you've got to deal with because you've made it a habit of being able to deal with these things. 
So usually when we get a little bit nervous or scared, we sweat, we'll, 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 we'll perspire, our hair will get wet, our armpits or we'll stutter, we'll slab or whatever. You've got to keep putting yourself in those situations because we can only look away so much, but one day when we least expect it, boom, that situation only catches. And when it catches this, well, we're stuck. So you want to be prepared for every scenario, everything. So what I'm saying is make fear your friend. Create good habits. Get comfortable in uncomfortable situations. And in doing that, when you do that, then what happens is you are then, you are it, you're there. You are the ultimate machine. And that's why when I came to win the world title, I'd been in every experience. I've won, I've lost, I've drawn, I've been robbed, I've been in horrible situations, I've been alone there, I've been high, I've been low. So I experienced every aspect of our game. So when it comes to boxing for the world title 21 years ago in Derby, I knew walking in that ring, I was not going to lose. Yeah. I had no right to lose. Because he and no other boxer in the world had been the, stood in my shoes. I stood in my shoes. I was the one that walked my path. I was the one that had my doubts, my fears, my everything. I was the one that got over them. So why would I make nerves or anything else make me lose to him? And so you could transfer this to business. Yeah. If you practice it and experience it, you have the wisdom and every right to succeed. And, and there's nothing wrong with actually saying that. I deserve to succeed. And if you don't succeed today, try again tomorrow. Yeah. Try well, again and learn from yesterday. And I bet presenting, because obviously when I started this podcast two years ago, the first interview I was like, shit. But then I met a billionaire. And I, you get over it. I bet presenting the same. I bet when you first started, you oh, okay. like... So, yeah, so presenting the same. So in boxing, you can put your way out of the situation. Presenting, <laughs> thousands, millions of people are watching you. <laughs> and so now it's something you can't punch your way out of, but you're like, shit, shit, shit. So you're sweating like, because you're scared. And what you're scared of, you're scared of people judging you. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't look right. His hair looks shit. He didn't say that right. He sounds stupid. So you worry about all these things that people might be thinking. Yeah. You have got to be you. You and I could go into a, a, for a job application with the same amount of qualifications. There's a reason why I pick you over me or me over you. Because of our character. Yeah. Our character, our, our, our vibe, our aura, just saying, I can handle this. So if I look in there, going there all nervous, thinking I want you to feel sorry for me and give me the job, I ain't going to get the job. I want someone that's got some character, someone about them. I don't care if you both got the same qualifications. I want a reason to pick you, a character. And your character gets you through. So when you're presenting, now it's my character that sells me. My character that sells me, because I know there are people that have been to university, that have trained in journalism. I know there are people that have been world champion in the past. I know there are people that, that have done all these sort of things, but there's a reason why I've got my job. So right now, my character is keeping me there, because I have the experience to say, well, actually, I've done this. There's other people with the experience, but the reason, the reason why my experience is good enough, because I've got the character good to go with it. Yeah, and no one can take that away from you. You know what I mean? You own that yourself. But lots of good stuff there for my business podcast. I just want to do a quick fire and then we'll wrap it up and talk about mentoring. But uh, the gloves are off now. Johnny, the gloves are off. So I've got some questions for you. Let's do it. Um, I want to talk about is the mentors. Um, Brendan Ingle was such a big mentor to, for you. And just tell me a bit about the importance of mentors in your eyes. Obviously, I do a lot in the business side. I help people through our academy. But for you, you know, obviously you've had such a big influence over your life. What, is it, what does mentors mean to you, um, Johnny? We, 
We all need a Brendan Ingle. Brendan Ingle, again, I'll keep giving this example. David Beckham wouldn't be David Beckham without Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Princess Seem Hamid or myself wouldn't be being us without Brendan Ingle. It doesn't mean David Beckham, uh, it doesn't mean Sir Alex Ferguson or Brendan would have been better fighters than us. It means they had a better foresight, a better understanding, a better translation technique to, to explain to us, to bring the best out in people like me or Mars or Ryan or anyone. Um, um, and it's not just about uh, sportsmen. You know, Brendan uh, helped so many people in, in using common sense, in not being confused by foolishness, as my mother would say. Um, and so in doing that, uh, he made, uh, made boys better men. He made girls better women. Yeah. Uh, uh, he made men better fathers, women, uh, women better mothers. Uh, because, and he, he's not forcing you, he's just opening your eyes and saying, well, this is how you want to look at stuff. He translated how, how, how we misunderstand things, misconstrue things. And again, if you hate somebody, they have a part of your emotions. If you yeah. love somebody, they have a part of your emotions. You've got to be indifferent and, th and think with common sense. If you think with com common sense, then usually you, you're far on, the, you know, far on the truth how where you should be. Uh, Brendan Ingle was, um, uh, he could see the best in people, uh, but not down to the letter of law how it worked, but he, he'd encourage that out of you. Uh, mentors come in, can come in all shapes and sizes. He or she can come in, in any way. Can be a mother, a brother, a sister, a father, a wife, a friend, a stranger. Uh, but when you find that mentor, you'll know that's that's your mentor, that's your Brendan. Um, and uh, and so uh, I just think uh, we all need one. It's just unfortunate we all we don't all need seem to find them. Yeah, hundred percent. That's why I set the podcast up. It's giving that voice to the many because it's hard yeah. to get the one to one. So you could pick one of you other. I want to just go with your gut instinct, right? So. Amir Khan versus Kelbrook. Wow. Okay. Initially, originally, I'd have said uh, Amir Khan because Amir Khan was on it. He was on point. Then, it, and then one time I, I couldn't choose because we're both on on level. Then I went from uh, 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 Kelbrook because Kelbrook then had come into his own. Uh, now uh, I would say um, uh, Kelbrook. The reason why I'd say Kelbrook is because Amir Khan don't want it. End mm -hmm. of story. Kelbrook has had to jump through every hoop. And Amir Khan has said, he's got to do this, he's got to do that, he's got to do this, he's got to do that. Amir Khan and Kel Brook has done it. Still don't want it. So that tells me, if I, even if I dislike you, yeah, yeah. even if, even if I, I know I can beat you, I'm going to get paid a chunk of money to fight you. But if I keep on making every excuse not to fight you, there's some deep-seated hatred going on there, or there's a reason why I don't want to fight you, because I think you're going to kick my ass. So right now, uh, Amir Khan believes Cal Brook can beat him, but he's never going to let anybody know. So you're asking me, Amir Khan and Cal Brook, right now I'm saying Cal Brook. Okay. Carl Froch or Joe Kazagi? Uh, Joe, Joe Kazagi. Carl Froch is the hardest man, one of the hardest men I've ever met. And I'm quite sure he'd, he'd have given Joe Kazagi, kit, Joe Kazagi kittens, but Joe Kazagi is so fast, his punch ratio is bam, 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 He's on it. Also a tough cookie as well. Uh, his work weight was, was a lot higher. Than, than Carl Frost, but Carl Frost is a granite chip. Okay. Deontay Wilder or Anthony Joshua? Well, Deontay Wilder, I've always said he's the biggest puncher, but technically the worst out of the, 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 the top 10 heavyweights. So he's always he's only got his punch to depend on. Uh, I'd say uh, uh, Anthony Joshua, because Anthony Joshua can box. 
but then Janty Joshua showed his vulnerabilities where he got that knocked out against Andrew Ruiz. So he showed his, his vulnerabilities, but he learned a hell of a lot from that. So I would lead towards Anthony Joshua. Okay. And uh, so Anthony Joshua versus Fury, because that's the most talked about fight now. Um, obviously, yeah. we're in lockdown, so that could be later on now. But who, who wins that's that a- one? Tyson Fury technically the best out of a lot of them. Anthony Joshua is an all-round sportsman. He can box, he can fight. Uh, so therefore, you can I can give every reason why both fighters could win. I'd say 51% Tyson Fury, 49% Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua has shown and has proved that he can devise and be mentally strong enough to devise a game plan to beat any man, which we saw. Yeah. So uh, I'd say 51% Tyson Fury, 49% uh, Anthony Joshua. And this last one will be a box office or sell out worldwide. Joy Nelson versus Carl Frotch. Who wins? Me. What? <laughs> Me. <laughs> and, and listen, Carl Frotch is a warrior. Yeah. So Carl Frotch wants you to stand there and have a terrible with him. He's I ain't no warrior. warrior. I'm yeah. a boxer. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Yeah. So yeah. I'll box and move and get out of the way and, and frustrate you. So if it's a fighting competition, a punch up, to stand there toe to toe, cock Frotch every day of the week. <laughs> with the same weight. Yeah, but it wouldn't be. It's about mindset. Yeah, it's about how you change the language. When two guys are fighting toe to toe, one of them's got to change the language. Again, another transferable skill. Yeah, changing the language is coming it from a different angle. Well, pick up the back foot. Change the language, and so and you've got to confuse your opponent in every any aspect. Awesome. Thank you. I want to thank you, Johnny, for your time. We've done pool an hour now, which is awesome. Uh, appreciate your time, Johnny. Thank you very much. See sh- you soon. Sh- shall we end it with a fist pump? Yeah. So we get. Bye. Nice one. All right. Take care. All the best. So you can now head over to my website, which is www.j-dylan.com, where you can find lots of resources, downloads, and latest news, and keep following me. So yeah. Until the next time, have a great day. Yeah.